Hello, I'm Sam Pudwell, and welcome to the Red Lorry, Yellow Lorry, Talking Tech Comms podcast. In this episode, London Lorry's Tony and Philip join me to talk about measuring success and proving ROI, two things that we as PR and marketing agency are constantly working to improve. And they can both be easier said than done, as there's a huge amount to take into consideration. So let's dive straight in and hear what they had to say. Okay, hello everyone, and hello to Phil and Tony. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. Thank you for having us. No problem. Very welcome. So we're here today to talk about measuring success and ROI in PR, which of course, as I'm sure we all know, and lots of people listening know, is a notoriously hard thing to measure. Yes. So to kick us off, um, Phil, I'm going to direct this at you first, because you're the inspiration behind this podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. What do we mean when we talk about measuring success and proving ROI in a PR and marketing sense? Yeah, it's it's a good question to... um, start things off and obviously we all know this measuring PR results can be quite challenging yeah often the questions that pop up are how do you do it what's the framework for it is there a standard and what's the end goal and presumably you have all the answers to these questions Uh, well I I I shall try to answer them (laughs) to my best ability but um you know from from my experience and from my knowledge is that clients or should we say let's call let's call them decision makers Mm -hmm. um they basically, bottom line is, they want their um, brand PR investment to succeed. Yeah. They basically want to generate a good ROI around their investment. So that's the, the main kind of bottom line. Second goal is, or the second line, or second point, should we say, is how do you actually do that? And mm. there's a few different school of thoughts which we can get into. Just one more quick question yep. on in terms of uh, clients before we go on to that. Yep. Have, um, and Tony, you might have some, some extra experience about this as well, yeah. in terms of client expectations and their um, their attitudes towards ROI and all this, you know, proving they're getting value from their PR investment. Have those expectations changed? Do clients expect more or different things now than perhaps they did a few years ago? Yeah, um, I think client expectations are definitely a lot higher in the past. And I think one source of that is the fact that they don't really have much budget. Um, <laughs> Fair enough, <yeah. laughs> it sounds sure we know no. all too well. um, I'm sure that Amazons and Googles have you know loads but I think we're at a time where you know purse strings are a bit tight there are more departments and you know people want to make sure they're getting as much as they can with what they're investing in so yeah. um, especially when it's outsourced um, so we're in a difficult position where we also need to prove our value not just to the marketing lead or our point of contact but for the whole business itself okay um um, and and that means things have changed you know we have a lot more digital channels so it's not just a case of getting to print um people are looking at linkedin and twitter you know there's more trade publications and it's finding that balance between traditional coverage and also making sure we're in you know reddit forums for example Mm. um to um to not only you know create that brand awareness but making sure we're hitting um you know target audiences as well so there is a bit more of a challenge there and i guess okay. um with that means you know more yeah. pressure on us and yeah I, I, I fully agree with you, Tony. And actually, I've read this really um, interesting LinkedIn, LinkedIn post from uh, this fella called Steve Loins. He's the Global Demand Communications Director at Symantec. And he states, and I quote, um, in for-profit organizations, in in-for-profit organizations, nothing builds trust with senior execs faster than it being obvious to them that your first thought is about the bottom line. Right. So like you said, Tony, budgets mm-hmm. are getting tighter. 
the first thing that clients think about or decision makers as i mentioned earlier it's about profit and it's about yeah. how you can turn with what little they have yeah. and maximize it across you know digital channels traditional mm. channels yeah and it's so competitive though. yeah yeah it, exactly um, yeah, of course. the yeah. environment so you know they're really keen to make yeah. sure whatever money they're spending it is creating some yeah. impact and um yeah you get some clients who um when you're able to see that quicker yeah. <laughs> than most yeah, most. yeah. But then, yeah. <laughs> it can be but then again it can be hard to you know manage expectations yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting uh, you know just on this point as well is that uh, so I think my question now is so what does it what gets you in that C level elevator is it the fact that you show awareness for the bottom line or is it what happened to brand perception what happened to measuring um sort of on the qualitative side of things <clears throat> measuring message and talking about the brand overall mm. what happened to those kind of conversations because it feels like previously um if someone was to talk about pr it's about managing someone's reputation you yeah. know so it's not about really looking at the bottom line and how um how much you can do with what little you have and measuring metrics it's about that perception so mm. uh, I, I don't know what happened to, to that conversation but it feels like the industry is going more towards you know what's the outcome with a tight budget how can we maximize this yeah and that's a that's a good point you raised there Phil, because um, Tony, you mentioned about we're trying to reach as PR companies uh, a broader range of people within mm -hmm. our clients. So not just mm -hmm. marketing people. We're trying to prove our value to you know it's the it's the rest of the C-suite, yeah. CEO potentially, it's yeah. CFOs. So to your point there, Phil, about um, proving value to all these different people because they're there. What they want to get out of a PR campaign or a PR investment, you know, will be different depending if you're the CEO or if you're a marketing manager, right? So it sounds like we have to try and prove a value to all these different people mm. are still in a way that you know is effective from a campaign level as well mm. if that makes sense yeah it does make sense and i feel i feel like and, and to kind of counter that um you know if you think about it from a pr perspective right we're all prs here in this room what's the first thing that you think about when you look at a client's objectives you know your comfort zone or our comfort zone is pretty much with understanding supporting and influencing opinion and behavior that's the kind of first thing that you get taught at school. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of comfort yeah, zone. Cool. And before mm -hmm. any talks of, you know, and I'll, I actually go about this quite in depth in my um, um, blog piece, which hopefully is going to come out soon. Ah, good uh, luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I talk about this in the sense that before we talk about any sales, you know, it's, it's not our fault that the first thing, the first thought isn't about the C-level suite or the elevator, so, so to speak. It's about... Um, what we do best, which is influence opinion and behavior and mm -hmm. brand perception and brand awareness. So before we talk any metrics or we look at any kind of lead gen yeah. uh, or conversions on, on, on social, that's our bread and butter. That's the kind of first thing. That's the kind of id. But mm -hmm. having said that, it's slowly turning away. So okay. yeah. I think um, we'll see something, something on the turn in the industry. Yeah, I, I think um, especially when you start off with new clients and you know, you're onboarding, um, mm. I think just having a clear set of business goals is really important when it comes to PR measurement. So okay. any activity on the on that account or that client, if, if we can demonstrate how we've linked that to their overarching business goal, I think it's a good mm. um, it's a good way to ensure that we're doing the right steps and you know making sure that ties in with sort of reports and any type of 
impressions or stats that we are producing okay. for them and showing how that is you know in line with with the goals they've given us is always a good way to not only save ourselves make sure <laughs> <laughs> they think yeah. for us and you think like that it, it just it, it, you know i think um it's really hard in the beginning of clients to make sure that rather than seeing us oh that is just a pr team just working hard to make sure we're just an extension yeah. Yeah. of their business and, yeah. and starting off that way and then going into the metrics and sales cycles and really getting involved is um it's a good way but you know it's easier said than done mm. it's a good way of um yeah. So sure. instead of a comms partner, we're more like a business partner in the sense that, uh, and I just want to ask you this, when you say business objectives or outcomes, do you mean, are we talking about the sales pipeline? Are we talking about lead gen? Are we talking about actual figures where we say, well, we've done this camp PR campaign for you, uh, you know, 360 integration with Twitter and, and LinkedIn and, and lead gen opportunities there. Um, but actually, how do you measure, you know, how, how did we impact uh, those business outcomes? Yeah. Sure. Was it us? That's the bigger question. So uh, I think it's a two-part question. One, is that what you were referring to? And second, uh, how do you do actually do it? Yeah, I guess um, a business goals is what comes from the business, right? So if a client's like, we want to be able to increase mm. our share voice in this space because we're building this solution, for example, mm -hmm. um, and just turn all that within that. So it could be a case of what we do, a social campaign, LinkedIn campaign, and we target um, a specific um, job title, for example. We target- For LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we target um, a number of publications that have a very niche target audience, for example, um, and we check click-through rates with any sort of landing pages we do through create a white paper. All that can be led back to that original goal. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, yeah. And I think that's just a good way of showing that you know all these measurements are not just stats and figures because it's very mm. easy to pull a report together and have um oh you know 10 pieces of coverage great this many mm. impressions fantastic this is all great but i think being able to link that back to that goal and what that business wants is really key to yeah. actually proving that what we're doing is of value mm -hmm. um because because they are paying us right we have mm. hours and um, that's what the ceo or the CFO exactly or that's, the stuff yeah. that, that's what they're going to care about if they see 10 pieces of coverage, like, okay, great. I actually haven't heard of these publications. Do they read it? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we actually don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but if we time this, is, this is, that's their priority is going to be that business goal, right? And that aim. So if, we, if we're actively showing that we, we are doing this, I think um, it hits home a bit more. But, you, you know, are, are we are we that. talking about actual figures like in the sense of you know how many x amount dollars or how many x amount leads i mean from from my own experiences and with clients i worked with it hasn't been a case where the focus was entirely on generating new leads perhaps it was uh focusing campaigns to raise brand product awareness mm -hmm. that was one of them um but it hasn't come as far as you know we want you to be the sole kind of driver for lead generation um so my question now is um are we actually talking X amount of dollars? Are we talking about real business figures or PR can't go as, as far as that, as measuring that? As in get a bit of PR and they get a new client? Yeah, like for example, we do a PR campaign, we do LinkedIn integration and uh, the goal is to generate 10 uh, uh, sort of new business uh, propositions coming in or, or new business interest or a new product interest, right? So 10 mm. leads interested in buying X amount uh, product. So I think that would be a business goal. I think that would be more of a sales goal. Internally. More of a sales goal. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying PR can't cross that threshold because I mean, we can't measure it or we can't? I think we should support it for okay. sure. 
because all that is part of the sales play, right? Mm-hmm. So providing that material for sales team when they're going like their new business pitches to say, oh, for example, you know, even this journalist or this Forbes guy has did a review in this piece. Um, it's a great way to support them. Um, can it go as far as getting a new sales lead? I don't see why not. If we're creating landing pages and white papers and directing um, customers or uh, leads that they haven't ever been able to tap into before, mm. I think that in itself, it might not be a new client, but that new target audience, that new market and building that momentum is great because that sales cycle is not like a week, is it? it these sales no, cycles no, last for years, that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's about building that momentum and finding a way where we can support them um, in those different cycles, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and and you mentioned mm-hmm. the whole digital side of it as well. That's where you know digital marketing, everything, content marketing comes into it more rather than just yeah. pure PR, doesn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. It's about the whole package rather yeah. than just yeah. pitching a, a byline into this publication, mm. um, and that's the way it's, it's properly going to improve value. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. great. So we covered quite a lot there. Um, one thing I did want to ask, and it's kind of been mentioned a little bit in terms of um metrics i think phil you you briefly spoke about a few of the different things mm. a client might want to get out of you know a pr or marketing campaign whether it's leads or whether it's um coverage or whatever it might be and some of these different metrics that we're dealing with as pr professionals are um some of them are tangible and some of them are much more intangible mm. like awareness mm-hmm. and then you've got the leads on you know which is much more tangible things um, but awareness and, you know, even to a certain extent, just the perception of a company is a much more intangible metrics. So how do we get that across to, to a client or do we need to get that across to a client when we're talking with them, you know, early doors and we're designing campaigns that some of this stuff is just intangible and it's harder to measure? Is that something we can say or do we now have that to be is, able to measure everything? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very good question because there's a few kind of elements to this. Um, so I think in, in order to best answer this question, I think I'd have to go back to kind of the, let's call it the older system of how, um, you know, PR people, PR professionals used to measure uh, PR success. Mm-hmm. And the way they used to do that is, and it's still still being used today as a kind of robust framework, but it's pretty much, uh, uh, um, we call it output. And by that, we mean metrics. Yeah. So when you look at metrics, you look at anything from press clippings, media impressions, uh, website traffic, if you're looking at the online side of things, you're looking at, you're looking at conversions over Twitter, uh, um, sort of engagement there, uh, perhaps even legion figures via LinkedIn, how many, you know, try to quantify something. So mm-hmm. the old approach was about quantifying, it's about bringing numbers into the game and trying to establish that framework. But of course that framework comes crashing in on itself because, uh, and as you mentioned, we're kind of going into the gray area of measuring PR success, which is, what we call the outcome. So this is kind of the the qualitative analysis of success. And that's harder to quantify because you're looking at engagement, you're looking at, um, how can I put it, positive reactions, you're looking at sentiment, attitudes, opinions, mm. behavior, uh, credibility, perception, awareness, purchasing intentions. I mean, these are just a few, the list can go on and on. <laughs> and I think the bigger question here, and probably this needs a separate podcast on its own, is one, what are the tools to measure that? Yeah, are there tools to measure that? Are there that? tools to measure that? That's a big question. And there are a few, but that, that's a, it's a really in-depth question. And then second is, um, once you do measure it, is is there, you know, are we, talking, are we going back to the kind of business results and objectives we were talking earlier? Is that really what, 
clients and decision makers really care about because it's one way to kind of show how press clippings and messagings within that metric uh, uh, kind of contribute to the overall uh, success of a campaign or a project. But, mm -hmm. you know, then again, is it, are we just doing work for work's sake? Um, I think that's the I bigger thing. So. <laughs> yeah, bloody better not. Um, yeah. but, you know, but I think it's interesting you say that because you, you say hope not, but that's how it was 10 years ago. So if you look at, uh, actually, let's go even further, let's go 20 years ago when people used to, do, you know, you, you talk about um, some of the, the big brand names out there and their PR campaigns and, you, you know, you even go consumer, right? I, I can imagine people in a, in a kind of PR agency setting sitting around and going, and going, okay, so we've done a brilliant campaign for McDonald's, and, um, you know, how many... Other fast food outlets are available. Yes, pretty much. Yes. And um, it's someone, someone in the room would actually put their hand up and say, so who can actually show me the metrics? And someone would go, okay, so we generated X amount of clippings, X amount of this. It would all be based on numbers. Yep. So that's why now that thinking is, that framework is slowly going away that that was work that was work for work's sake is it not more based on numbers now than it was, was gonna, yeah. 10 years ago? I, I would say i would say now it's, it's based on numbers but not really the uh, quantitative side of things as in let's generate uh, 100 pieces of coverage yeah i have noticed um with one of the clients um one of the clients i i'm on mm. one of the um well, I wouldn't say it's a KPI, but we do have um, a section where we do look into message penetration. So just how many, how many times a word or a message has been um, covered in within that month or quarter. Mm -hmm. um, um, and I guess, yeah, that, that aligns with what you were saying about more, I don't know, qualitative yeah. outcomes. But then you get some clients who say, how many pieces have we done because I'm doing a Q3 report? Mm. Right, okay. So uh, I guess it just depends on, on the businesses as well, because I think, especially with marketing, numbers are very important and th th and a lot of them are fighting for a budget too. So they need to be able to go back to their seniors and say, I need more money because X, Y, Z, the PR team have done this. Yeah, and I guess and a lot of it, well, exactly. Yeah. So I think it, it's, it's a very good way to have, you know, it's evidence, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so it sounds like then that, that things like that you're saying feel like um, pieces of coverage would have, where mm. it would have been the be all and end all a few years ago. Mm. That's still important to some clients, but now it's gone on a level and it's more not just how many pieces did you get, but what was in the coverage, what was the sentiment of the coverage, and it's taking it kind of a step further. Is that about, is that fair to say? Yeah, I, w I would agree with that, with sort of your statement. Um, it is about the outcome. It is something that, you know, it's been um, talked about across our industry, especially in PR week, uh, they've done a lot of sort of round tables and events focused in and around how to measure um, uh, outcome and not output. And a lot of uh, industry peers whom I shall, I, I shan't name in this. <laughs> name uh, them, shame them. I, I will not name them <laughs> in this podcast, but uh, no, no, they're, they're really cool and, and interesting characters and, and great at what they do. And, you know, they're, they're the kind of the sort of leaders you look to aspire to. But they, they even themselves... Are you trying to increase the retainment? <laughs> <laughs> even they themselves, they actually... Um, you have a new job or something. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm just pitching for a new job. Um, don't mind me. Um, but yeah, I, I feel even they are of the opinion that we're going towards a point in our industry where we're not just measuring metrics for metrics' sake, it's looking deeper into the attitudes and, and uh, okay. the sentiment and yeah. the... the, the 
you know, the overall feeling of a campaign is yeah. not just, and, and then again, going back to the business is how do you measure that into the business results? Ultimately PR is going to be, how do you drive sales for me? How do you drive interest for me in my products, in what I do? Yeah. Linking um, it back to the bigger business goals. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. going beyond the day to day, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Great. That makes perfect sense. Okay. So I want to go into a bit more detail now about mm. some of these metrics then. Mm. Um, so from your guys' experience of, of working with different clients and, you know, different industries and everything, are there um, similar metrics that all clients are, are, you know, looking for and prioritizing or does it vary between client to client or industry to industry? Should I kickstart? Go or, for it. Yeah? Um, so as mentioned before, there, there are quite a few metrics by which we measure success. Uh, and again, it's it's part of the um, uh, output robust framework that we're talking about. And Steve actually talks about in my, uh, I, I mentioned him in my blog about it, but it leads into outcome at some point. So I'll give you an example later on. But one of the things that we do measure is press clippings. Mm. And by that, I mean, is is tracking the amount of press clippings that mention your company or products and services in any third party mentions. So that would be a publication online or in print. Um, that would mention your product or your company, pretty much a name check, you'd say. Um, the bigger part of the outcome here, uh, and, and sort of going back to what we were talking earlier about where the industry setting is, not just uh, 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 captioning all of these large number of mentions in, in target media outlets, you know, it's, we're not just raising awareness, we're promoting a message. Has that message gone through? Right. And that's the question mark. That's the kind of end question mark. Okay. We, we, we leave it at. So a lot of the, the clients I work on is great to see that in, but what's the audience? First of all, that publication, they've secured the coverage. And second is how can you um, evaluate uh, the success of you actually reaching that? So that the first one is press clippings. You know, that that's, it's basically we're looking at multiplying the number of press clippings by the total circulation of the publication in which it appeared. So for example, if the Wall Street Journal mentioned your company and it has a total circulation of 2 million, you achieved 2 million media impressions. So so these these kind of, these are fairly basic PR things that we can Again, measure really. Output, so these are yeah. still, but these are basic number yeah, of impressions are still important to yeah. clients generally. Yeah. So that's one of them. So you, it's a quick tick box and yes, the messaging has been improved. Second is uh, looking at the sentiment of that, whether it is mm -hmm. positive, neutral or negative. And um, third, you actually look, and I, I haven't seen this very often, but for those bigger accounts and for those accounts that really want to understand what drives um, potential sell, sell leads, sales leads, is looking at the messaging itself and unpacking it. So you'd get it phrase by phrase and actually stating this is what was included. So it's a really interesting way of doing it, but content analysis is something that, <coughs> sorry, I have to catch my breath. Um, content analysis is something that we really focusing on more and more, and I see it more predominantly uh, come across different various accounts. And mm -hmm. So it's the quality of the coverage rather than just the coverage itself. Okay, so those things like, like sentiment analysis, like you say there, and this content analysis, how, you know how good is that at the moment are we are we able to measure those things accurately now i think it's a really good question that's that's the challenge we face in the industry now so we're at a sort of impasse a kind of roadblock that says stop right here because it's really difficult for any um tool out there 
to effectively monitor sentiment mm. and especially tools that are led by AI. So, you, you know, for example, um, let's say someone like Brandwatch, it's really difficult for them to assess what exactly is the sentiment that was achieved in this specific piece of coverage. You could, there's an argument of doing it manually, I think. My, that's my own personal opinion. So there's a, there's a you know. <laughs> we'll robots, give you that job then. <laughs> exactly, robot, do you know what? AI is, is done here. Because Great, I think. Don't talk <laughs> <laughs> Especially on the, on, the, on the big accounts. I mean, you talk about, if you really want to get in depth, you have to put a PR brain behind it and do some manual check on each messaging. You have your top 20 pieces of coverage and you want to check exactly how that message has been received. You may even do a media audit, which we've done from time to time. Mm. We typically do them at the beginning of a campaign or perhaps yeah. the beginning of a year. That's a really interesting one about the media audit. I think that we can talk about it later on, but the media audit is something that can really reveal some interesting um, input. That's a really interesting topic. Okay, so even with all this AI and all yep. this machine learning, we're still you not quite no. a bit there being able can. to do it no, automatically. You can't. you can't, and you won't be able to see that within, um, the, I don't know, the next, I would say the next 10, 20 years. It will take that long. I'm, okay. I'm predicting it. We're going to have our jobs for a bit longer then. Yeah, I think okay, we good. Um, good to know. All right, um, so I mean, we've covered a lot of stuff there. Mm. Um, and a lot of different areas of measuring success and RI and metrics and all this kind of thing. So um, as a little takeaway for, for anyone listening then, what to finish us off, Phil, mm. if you can give, are there any advice or any tips um, that you could offer to, to other you know, yeah. PR professionals, to in-house in marketing professionals when, about how they can you know, measure the success of a campaign effectively or prove RI in a way that you know, the whole business will be interested in a way that the CEO or the, yeah. the CFO might be interested yeah. in rather than just a marketing manager? Yeah, um, just off the top of my head, I would have to say to measure PR success successfully, yep. right? Um, campaign goals need to be clearly defined. I think the first okay. step with, uh, and, and I give this, I, I give a little bit of credit to Steve Loins here, who I quote in my, my uh, blog post again. He talks about the importance of individualized um, campaign goals mm -hmm. and objectives and that's true for every client some clients might not need the the kind of show me show me the metrics uh, you know a little jerry Maguire reference for anyone who knows here show <laughs> me the money but for the pr you know for the pr purposes here let's say show me the metrics some of them might not be impressed by that some of them want real content analysis yeah, and okay. thought leadership driven actions and uh, other other decision makers they might think and say actually our name needs to be name checked everywhere when someone opens a Google page, I want my SEO ranking and the website traffic to go through the roof. And that's the most case with consumer, right? We're in B2B. But there's an argument to be made in B2B um, space as well about doing that. Okay. Uh, I don't know, Tony, if you want to chip in on that because I don't know if that's that's different from your side. Um, uh, what, top tips? Uh, I yeah. guess just making sure you think you do measurable and, there's, and you have a clear campaign goal and tracking every bit of activity and making sure you're re reviewing that with the client mm. um okay so every review that you have making sure you're revisiting that to make sure they have the same goal um, yeah. in the beginning um and yeah making sure you have the right tools set up to be able to maximize mm. um, yeah. all the activity as well i think it's um that's really important and just being on the same page really understanding 
the goals and expectations of the client from the outset because some might not fi- might not want you know LinkedIn or Twitter activity there's focus on getting into a new vertical so yeah. you have to focus on trade events speaking ups some people want speaking to get a good one, yeah. their news all over um, you know key tech publications so you know just making sure um, that you shows a lot to think about then. yeah yeah it's not easy great yeah Brilliant. That's, that's a tip for her. Well, there you go. That's everything you need to know about measuring success. Thank, Thank you, you very much, much guys. Thank Cheers. you for having me, Sam. Thank you. So there we have it. There is a little snapshot into our world approving PR, ROI, and how we work to demonstrate the value we offer our clients. If you'd like to hear more about the services we offer and how we can help you develop your PR or communication strategy, just visit our website or drop us an email at hello at rlyl.com. And remember to share, subscribe, and listen to the rest of our podcasts on all your favorite platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And with that, it's goodbye from me. Thank you for listening to the Red Lorry, Yellow Lorry podcast, and remember to keep on trucking.